Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. From the Tailpipes and Tacos monthly cruise-in at the fabulous Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy, Texas, this is the award-winning car talk show In Wheel Time. Just ahead, we talk with some of today's cruisers and hoodlums. <laughs> and find out about what they brung. We'll also review our featured vehicle of the week, the completely redesigned 2021 Toyota Sienna. We got your weekly cruise-in calendar. Conrad has this week in auto history, and we'll have the stories making auto news headlines. That and more just ahead on today's In Wheel Time Car Show. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars. King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. Yep. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us today. Oh, by the way, uh, he's back. He's back. From the Upper Peninsula of, of the great state of Michigan with the finest go. governor in the entire planet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Up there, whoa, uh, whoa, Mr. Whoa. David Ainsley is Gov- making a guest mm-hmm. appearance. David. We love you, David. Ainsley. Governor Nitwit or Witless? <laughs> one, one of those. Yeah, David, we missed two. you. Yeah. You, yeah, did you miss me? I went to Mobile last week. You did. Yeah. Mr. Heitzman, thank you very much for uh, filling in for me. We he really did, appreciate it. He did a wonderful job. Outstanding. At, at, despite your shenanigans that I kept getting on my <laughs> cell phone, that you, you, you've you left the studio and you're never going to speak to me I again. I told him not to do it. And, yeah. and, you were, yeah. and you were dancing for joy. <laughs> and, I just, and I just kept ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. He's got to be kidding me. What Mars would have called is, me. He was hoping he was kidding. Mars, Mars would have called me and said, well, Conrad's left. Yeah. I, I apparently, Conrad he's pretty t- left they, the building. They, they, they yeah. were going to send you that I couldn't call you because I was over in the corner in a fetal position crying. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Well, yeah. at any rate, uh, hey, it's a beautiful morning, and if you're just tuning in and wondering whether or not you're going to make it out to the Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurant out here in Katy for the In Wheel Time show and this wonderful tailpipes and tacos gathering, well, today's the day. The 20% chance of rain is not until this afternoon. That's right. So it's beautiful, clear skies. It's a little bit humid, but uh, bring your wipe-down towel. Come on out and enjoy the fun. we got some kind of Siberian thing, fog or Sahara, whatever. Well, it, that's it's called dust. dirt. Sahara dust. <laughs> that, that's it. Well, don't worry about that. Just okay. come on out and have a good time. So we start off our show a little bit. We do try to do it a little bit differently every week. It's because we don't know what we're doing, (laughs) (laughs) and it's not repeatable. No, it's not repeatable. But at any rate, uh, you know, we always try to have – is he actually blowing the parking lot? Yes, he is. Okay. Well, he's going to go away. Yeah. At any rate, so we start off with a guest, uh, as we always do on this show. But uh, today is a very special guest. He actually didn't even bring a car uh, out here. Uh, no, uh, he did. How did he get here? Uh, he bummed a ride from uh, another mutual friend of ours. <laughs> bus. Oh he used the bus. He, yeah, and uh, this is a guy that uh, was instrumental in my uh, well racing career and uh, everything automotive because he helped get me that job that I've touted on this show at Richardson Chevrolet. So he's the one to blame. He's the he one. is the he's one bad. to blame. Now don't kill him yet. Wait till he speaks because we need a guest. His name is uh, Ross Putnam, and he's sitting down here at the end of the table. He and I went to high school together. Oh, this is the owner of the Dolphin. No. No? No, no. That's, no that's Puss Wilson. Okay. Oh. That's, that's another friend. 
I don't even think Ross knows. You have two friends? Yeah, I was going to say. I had, I, have, I had two. He's, he's bragging now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, but uh, anyway, Ross, I really appreciate you coming out. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, so <laughs> I have told stories. And uh, actually, I had, I had dinner with Ross, uh, I guess, a week and a half ago. And uh, we reminisced. And we, we both figured out, it took two of us to figure out who our boss was at Richardson Chevrolet. And as it turns out, his name was Virgil Ellis. And he headed up the new car make-ready department. And we were just reminiscing about our times in the new car make-ready department at Richardson Chevrolet. Is now, still, we, the, is we worked around? after, no. Uh, we worked after school and on Saturdays. And what years were that? was that? That would have been uh, 1969 and 1970. Great year to be working at a Chevy dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it man. sure yeah. was. Couldn't have been better. And no. I'll tell you what, uh, the tire, tire department there at, <laughs> at Richardson Chevrolet had a little work for them with the Corvettes that uh, they had there. You smoked the tires on? We drove some really nice cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were the days of the polyglass and the Firestone. Yeah, you could yeah. actually hear them squeal. The 15 Scream. inches, yeah. Well, you, you no, know, not when they're on fire in the back parking lot. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Because uh, we managed to do that quite well. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I think that we were both reminiscing about the 454 with the four-speed. That it was like, who can get that car this Saturday morning and pull it out <laughs> and take it around back so and th- put it in the Corvette? Just to make sure that it's a race the battery. To, to see who gets to work first. Just to make sure the battery's charged. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All the fluids and, and, are working. And I, and I think I shared with everybody once before uh, uh, the battery thing that we always had to deal with. And the, uh, I guess it was a 68 or 69 white Biscayne that laid on the lot for a year. Every it never failed at least once or twice a month. We'd have to go out there and move the car as they straightened up the lot. Sure. And every time the battery was dead. Well, batteries were a little different back then than they are today. And there just happened to be an errant nut that fell down into the carburetor. No. <laughs> and that's I heard how that they story. disposed of the car. Loose nut well, behind the wheel. Well, as it turned out, as it turned out, we had forgotten that the thing dropped down into the carburetor. Oh gosh. And uh, <laughs> one day, I, you know, I, should I just let you tell the story? No, go ahead, Donnie. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Your prevagen's working. Yeah, <laughs> apparently today it is. <laughs> and so uh, the uh, dealership was doing a what they call a dealer trade. Oh yeah. So they sent a driver from the dealership somewhere, I don't know, Texas City or somewhere as far away. Trade one car for another because they have a car that somebody wants to buy. Yeah, Yeah, dealer transfer. Right, and then they have a car they want to unload. Yeah, so so, uh, the Richardson brothers managed to uh, unload the Biscayne. Biscayne. And uh, made a little noise. No, no, not what he left the lot. And we're thinking, oh, dear God. Is he going to make it home? Nope, didn't make it home. I think he made it, uh, what, a mile away or something like that. They had to send the record to get it and bring it back. It came back the same day. Yeah, yeah. needless to so say. So the, the wing nut got – well, I don't know as if it was a wing nut because that would have been a little bit too big to make it down into the cylinder head. But it managed to get, I guess, hung up in a valve or something. Yeah. and it, it was not a good thing. It only makes noise for a few seconds. Yeah, until it quit. <laughs> until it pukes the motor, yeah. yeah. But we had great times together, and this was the guy that was a witness, and he had a few of them himself, where especially the white cars and the big cars that had that the ridge right down the middle of it, we'd get that polisher out there, 
that high-speed polisher, and we would manage to run right through that paint all the way down to the primer and off to the paint shop it went. Polishing polishing pinstripes in it. We burned a couple. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look back on those days fondly. Well, the paint was pretty poor back in those days anyway. Well, it, so. it was, and so it deserved a new paint job on the hood anyway. So yeah. did you touch it up or did you send it back to paint? Oh, no, or? it had to go to paint. Yeah. You couldn't touch that up. See, they should have just put wide stripes on it, little vinyl stripes right over the top of it. And I don't know how, but Ross and I managed to, managed to get record duty. And they had two wreckers. One was this ginormous one ton that we never used. Every once in a while we did. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take a taco. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, just bring them, bring them on. We'll take anything you got. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. Come on out to Loopy Tortillas. It's Taco Saturday. There you That's go. It. We're Deal pipes Taco and tacos. Pipes and tacos. So I was sharing with Ross the the incident where there was a car that came into the shop, and it, they repaired the car allegedly. And the lady got it home over off a of Memorial Drive. I'll never forget that. And uh, apparently something puked on it, and it, it didn't run anymore. So we, Ross and I, took went, the went record. To record to go, yeah. It wasn't, you know, and this was a dealership wrecker. It wasn't a nice record that they would send to, at a wreck. This is something that was a wreck itself. <laughs> It had to have been at least with, 10, 10, 15 years old. With two kids who knew absolutely nothing about what absolutely they were doing. Absolutely nothing. We learned quick. Up. Yeah, we learned quick. So do you want to finish the story? Go sure. ahead. Go ahead, Donnie. No, no, you. That's part of the interview. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we tied her up. We picked her up with the chains, started heading down the road, and Donnie looked back and said, you better shut her down. The car we were towing was about to come right up to us <laughs> we, we, we forgot to tie off the steering wheel <laughs> oh my gosh and oh it went gosh. all the way to whatever the lock side was the left or the right or whatever and there was the car taking up three lanes and people coming at us pulling off to the side trying to get out of the way of the car that we were towing. <laughs> it was almost 45 degrees <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it didn't hurt anything though no, no uh-uh. you got stopped in time yeah Restrap the car up. Just the pride. They heard their pride. No, oh, we no. didn't care. There, was, didn't no, have there pride. was no pride. They, no. Were, they were teenagers. That's right. And we had a good time. Uh, but um, that's one of the many stories. Uh, there, there was a, another one where, for whatever reason, and I still don't quite understand it, but the dealership managed to accept people that wanted to change tires or wheels on cars. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, that was pretty common they, back yeah. then. They do it today. Do they still oh, do yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, uh, I, I don't know where he was. He wasn't anywhere to be found. Ooh, look at there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we are definitely. Oh, there you go. There Thank is. you so much. Yes, we're getting our tacos delivered to us. Wow. And we got the hot sauce. The, the finest tacos in town. There you go. That's it. They're, they're, they're excellent. Thank you. There you go. Thank you so much. Have you guys had this venue as a location before or it's first time here? Oh, no. Th- we've... we've uh, We've, we've been here since uh, really the beginning of Tailpipes and Tacos. Oh, yeah, we were here at the start. I guess that's been at least a year, right? That's good. Thank you. Um, at any rate. Uh, well, I'd never heard about it until you mentioned it to me the other evening. Oh, it's, you know, I hear about cars and coffee and things like that. Thank you very that, much. But I, I never heard about this. Go ahead. 
Yeah, it started in 18? Uh, no, last year. It started last year. Last year was 20, I believe. Yeah, but it started before that because we had uh, Shirley Muldowney was here in 19. She okay. wasn't here last year. All right. So, Okay. Yeah. So, whatever. We come out here once a month. And uh, third, third Saturday. Get yeah. a chance to see some of Houston's finest cars. And it's generally a pretty good Turnout range mix. of cars. Uh, you know, different people show up each time. You see different cars. New cars, old cars. There's a, there's a, a, a what is it, a 64, 64 Mercury Marauder back over there with a 427 in it. Side in order. Right there, that yeah. white oh, one. Oh, the right white there. one, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yes. So um, we I actually share this location also. We, we do a remote from the other Lupe. We have done, an, uh, yes, yeah. down at the – so there's two, there's two tailpipes and tacos going on, this one and the one inside the loop mm-hmm. off of uh, Kirby and 59. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I don't remember the story that I was trying to tell when I got interrupted with tacos. Well, there's, <laughs> there, there's many. There are many. Um, but whatever the case may be, I, I don't want to hog the uh, airwaves. So I see, I see a nice yellow and white 55 out there. That's yes, Biff's. that's Biff's car. Um, he's he's around. a friend of the show. We yeah, talk uh-huh. to him quite often. He's got a nice motor. And by the way, speaking of which, I wanted to uh, let you describe your 55, the red with the black front end on it. And uh, that we, we had some good times in that car. Yes, we did. Until you bent every push rod in it. Uh, I don't know why or how, but I'll let you explain it's that. good story. Yeah, I, I bought the vehicle from a friend of Bruce who was out there in the audience somewhere. Paid 300 bucks for it. Did it have a motor in it? It had a, a 283 that was punched out to 292 and a cross-ram intake on it with oh, wow. two, two AFBs. But when we finally got it running, it was, it was a little bit too much. It's a lot of carb, A right? lot of carb, yeah, for a little cubic-inch motor like that. Started off with a three-speed tranny. First night I got it running, blew the tranny and the clutch <laughs> in it. So we changed that out and put a four-speed uh, Borg Warner T10 out of a 62 vet and drove it to high school for about a year and a half. Turned into a project with a friend of ours named Bob McCormick. You remember Bob? Yeah, oh yeah. Jake. Jake, yes. We put a motor in it that he built, and it didn't work out very well. It had some water leaks. So in the meantime, I, I'd sold my motor to a guy named Ski Bonkowski that worked up at Richardson Chevrolet, and he put it into a dirt car that ran at Navasota for about two years. I didn't know that. Yeah, you remember Ski, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, this 55, it only had uh, two bucket seats in the front. And I don't know why it had a flat black front end on it. The rest of the car was red. Just never got around to painting it. <laughs> Is that what it was? Shaker paint. Did you yeah. buy it that way? Bought it that way, yeah. Oh, I see. And I thought it looked pretty cool. So it I, did. You know, it looked like it had a glass front end on it, so I just left it like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It looked really good. And uh, it ran really good, too. I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, my dad was the first one to get a ticket in it, as a matter of fact. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Excessive noise. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Going, da- going down Braisewood by Hillcroft. Right. Because it didn't have any mufflers on it, did it? It had some truck mufflers on it. It Headed, did? Headers into some truck mufflers. Well, it, it sounded. Not, w- not w- much of a muffler, it sounds like. No, it, no, it really was It sounded wasn't. pretty good. It sounded real good, as a matter of fact. And, well, uh, I would say 
Boy, don't you wish you still had that uh, cross-ram intake manifold? That'd be quite collectible today. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was looking on eBay oh, about six months ago. And, uh, you know, with a good set of Holly carburetors on it, they're getting about $1,500 for them. Oh, yeah, easy. You know, yeah. And that, at the day, it was like a $200 intake. What was the name of the guy that owned the speed shop where we bought everything? <sighs> he was over in Bel Air, and then he moved it up to 59 in Chimney Rock. And uh, I cannot remember the name of the, the, the speed shop or his name. Well, it was it was race car parts. Race car parts, that's it, yep. You, you know, it was the second. Nolan had the first shop over there in Spring Branch, and the second one opened up in Bel Air, and I can't remember his name right now. Well, I mean, you couldn't remember Virgil Ellis's name either. Yeah. I, I came up with the first name, and then you finished it off. <laughs> that's that's all it took was Virgil, and I knew right then and there who it was. Yeah, uh, that was the uh, his his nickname was Pee Wee. Remember Pee Wee? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember his that's first a, name. That's a fun nickname. Yeah, Pee Wee. And he wasn't a small guy or anything like that. That's probably why you called him that. I don't know. I I, I don't recall. You call tall guy but, shorty. But we spent more <laughs> money with that guy. We spent all of our money with this guy, and he'd order in parts and, you know, take a couple of days to get it, and we'd go over there and get it, install it, do whatever we needed to do. But uh, it, was, it was good stuff. We, uh, we, had, we had a good time together. And, matter of fact, uh, it was the guy that had the Nova, Butch. Wasn't his name Butch? No. What was the guy's name that had the Nova with the three-speed on the column? That he always poured STP in the thing, and we took the valve covers off of it one day. That's probably keeping it from making a lifter noise. <laughs> and and the buildup inside that valve cover was about an inch thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember him, Donnie. He lived uh, on Brazewood, and I want to say it was either Hillcroft or Chimney Rock at Brazewood. And uh, he had a riding lawnmower that we managed to uh, somehow or another pop wheelies with. But uh, anyway, uh, there, there's a, a 55-ish. Yeah, yeah, well, look at that, though. I think it's, it's a 58. A, it's got a gasser front end. It's yep. got a solid front axle underneath that. But thing. they had solid front axles then. Yeah, but not, not like eight that. inches like up that, in the yeah. air. <laughs> well, I know. That, that, that's a very, very looks nice like, looks like a gasser out of like the 60s. Yeah, How cool is that? It is. Yeah. And flame front end. Yep. So uh, whatever became of the 55, after you after – you, seized the motor or bent every push rod in it, whatever the hell that, that happened. Well, unfortunately, I just pieced it out. You did? Yeah. Sold the heads to someone and you know, intake and carb to someone else and the mallard distributor to someone, you know, just what you did in the day to get your money back. But some, I did some, okay. Sometimes they were worth more as parts than they were as a whole car. That car was definitely. You know, as you break it down and get get 100 bucks for this and 100 bucks yeah, for that. Yeah, like I, I only paid $300 for the car. <laughs> you know, and really the intake alone was worth that. Oh, yeah, every bit of it. Yeah. Who who are you uh, Who are you uh, gesturing? Oh, Mars. Mars, oh, I see. He was just sitting down to eat his taco. <laughs> well, we're all kind of, yeah, into that sort of thing. But he can't. So what he, other stuff did you guys tear up at Richardson? Well, mainly the Corvettes. We Look at he's got that smirk on his face. Like, I'm what? sure he had a Camaro or a Nova. That on Saturday mornings, part of our job was to get the wreckers out and clean up the lot. Uh, and they were, you know, moving all the wrecked cars. 
And sometimes we had had a ding or two to them. Mistakenly. Oh, I mean, oh not yeah, just, it was surely by accident. Because the rear tires didn't have any traction, you swung around into somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like that. Um, it was all in fun and, you know. I was telling you about, about the tire swapping. So I don't know where Ross was. He was doing something else, and I, I was charged with uh, swapping tires on a truck, like a three-quarter ton truck, out in the truck lot. They sold trucks separately back mm-hmm. then on the side. And I went out there, and I took the lug nuts off and forgot where I was because I had to call the way to do something else. Got out there, and uh, I forgot that I'd taken the lug nuts off. And let me tell you something. Oh, no. And started driving it? Uh-huh. You left the lug nuts off? It's a little hard to jack up in the air after the tires fall off of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, you know, uh, fortunately, I could feel that something was awry. And I wanted, I wound up uh, uh, actually catching it before it actually hit the ground. But those wheels were hanging on by a gnat's rear end. They were all cattywampus and hanging out of the fenders. Well, and you know, what was it Daryl Waltrip was known for saying, singing? It's a fine time to leave, leave me, me loose wheel. Loose wheel. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, at any rate, uh, it, uh, good times. So, uh, who paid for all this stuff you guys destroyed at Richards and Chevrolet? The dealership. But they were making so much. I can't tell. How many cars did they sell on a Friday night? Because oh, we would come Friday in. Friday night alone, maybe 20 cars, and they'd be all piled up and make ready the next morning. Yeah. And we had to go through. Yeah. And we worked until noon, officially. Oh, yeah. Back in those days. <laughs> They were probably selling a thousand a year, twelve, you know, two, three thousand a year. Excuse me, uh, at Richardson. Oh, absolutely. They were a powerhouse. They were a powerhouse. They were a powerhouse. So they were selling, you know, three, four hundred a month. A- a- absolutely, easily. Sold more Corvettes and Hypo cars probably than anybody in town. In town, yeah. Because they had them, they yeah. ordered them. Well, and there weren't a lot. There wasn't that much competition. As far as Chevy dealerships, now, you know, you look at Chevy dealerships and they're out in Katy, they're down in Sugarland, you know, they're out in Baytown. None of those probably existed back then. No, I think there was only like three dealerships in right. town at the time. Mac Roberts and what, Knapp and Richardson. Yep, and Knapp being downtown, they're still there today. Still owned by the Knapp family. No kidding? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was where uh, Donnie's... Uh, uh, Corvair that he had recently came from. That's right. It had, it had the NAP sticker on the back of it, the, the emblem thing that said the dealership on it, uh-huh. NAP Houston. And I kept that on that car, uh, well, actually, until I sold it. It's well, still Richard, on Richardson there. at one time was downtown. Yes, they were originally. Originally, yeah. Correct. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yes. <clears throat> then they moved out in the suburbs, I guess, like I'll say 65. Before I was here, you probably know better than I do. Which, which is out on 59. Well, but back then, that was the edge of town. That was. 59 and Hillcroft. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the suburbs. Right. Yeah. Ross lived closer to the bayou, uh, uh, Braze Bayou. He, he lived up there uh, near the intersection of Brazewood and Hillcroft. Okay. And uh, I lived down at the other end, the poor end. The poor end. Well, you just moved not out really. of that house not that long ago, didn't you? Uh, Is that the same house? Yeah, five, the same, five yeah or six but years that ago? neighborhood, ooh, sure. it's, it's not good. That neighborhood is rough. But uh, at any rate, so, um, you know, I, I noticed that uh, 
you, your your partner here that you brought you today, uh-huh. that he's wandered off, and we haven't seen hiding a hair of him. He's down there looking at uh-huh, cars. Looks like a Pontiac from here. It was GTO, maybe. I see the front end on it. Yeah, that teal-colored GTO. Yep. It's, yeah. a, it's oh, yeah. a convertible as well. Yep. Next to that blue Nova. Yep. It's a be- it be- I saw it drive in. Gorgeous car. I think it's a 67, but I'm not wise enough to know the difference between 67 and 66. No, you're, he's an Oldsmobile guy. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, because he, he worked for Oldsmobile. He also worked at the... Uh, at the Corvette factory for a while. Well, as a, as a field engineer with General Motors, I was assigned to Bowling Green. So oh, how I'd, cool. I'd, I'd get to go to Bowling Green on and off from time to time and, uh, and uh, do some stuff at the plant. Got a chance to go on a couple of uh, pilot drives. So as the uh, C5 Z06 was be before it was released, we went up there and did a pilot drive on it. We did a pilot drive on the Cadillac XLR, which came out of Bowling Green. And actually, when it came out, it was uh, actually it was a C6. The chassis was a C6, but it came out before the C6 Corvette came out. Uh-huh. So, uh, but all all uh, all Cadillac powertrain and stuff. So yeah, I, I love it. It was a great time. You know, got to see a lot of stuff working there. Got a chance to get connected with the museum a little bit. Oh, and, how was that? Uh, very very cool. I very bet. very cool. And uh, uh, watch them kind of develop and launch the whole museum delivery piece. Uh, there, including the uh, RPO code that goes on the car and goes in the uh, in the record of the car that there's an RPO uh, regular production option for museum delivery, and that is quite cherished by a lot of Corvette uh, owners. That hey, I took delivery of mine at the museum. Corvettophiles. Corvettophiles. Is that what they call them? No. Okay. <laughs> but Did they get good. to watch you go down the assembly line? Or were they just there to, for delivery? They were usually just there for delivery. There, they, there were some parts of it you can go down the assembly line. They, it all changed after 2001. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole, the, the whole access to the assembly plant and everything really changed after uh, 9/11. That uh, they, they shut everybody down, and uh, n- they now have uh, plant tours again, but it's not nearly as it, uh, as wide open as it used to be. They used to do plant tours at uh, Arlington. At the truck plant where they build all uh, Suburbans and Yukons and uh, Escalades and stuff. And there was a little door in the southeast corner of the complex over by where the, uh, the paint operation is. And uh, you just go knock on the door, walk in, and go get a plant tour. You know, you didn't even have to have an appointment or anything. Huh. And, uh, and that all stopped. So. Yeah, I mean, even the press couldn't get into Arlington. No, no. They, they, and they, the only ways that, that we would be able to get into Bowling Green now for the Corvettes is to call our contact up there, and she would make special arrangement right. for us. That was before COVID, though. Right. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's you know, everything changed after 9-11. Yeah. The, the access to all of that, they really showed. Yeah, and then COVID came in on top of that, and they changed it and just haven't got out of all that Speaking yet. Speaking of Oldsmobile, here comes No, I think that's a Ford. Cutlass convertible, no? Oh. The gold one. There was a yellow one that drove through before you were <laughs> occupied. I, so I, missed I, I, I missed the opportunity to do with the car review not uh, that everybody's hanging on on the edge of their seat to hear about the 2021 toyota sienna but mm-hmm. we were you were engaged in a conversation i know that and uh, that's why i just kind of padded the time and it's the bottom of the hour it is the bottom of the hour so we need to take a break ross putnam it's uh, great to have you here thank you so much donnie thanks for having me yeah and uh be sure and uh be sure and hang around 
No, we're here until 11. I'm going to. I haven't looked at all the cars. I saw a red 55 pull in here just a minute ago. Yep, it's yeah, right it's sitting right out there. I think in front it had of a us. black front end. That looks pretty <laughs> <shut. laughs> yeah. Got some big old fatties on the back of it. Yeah, yeah it, it did. Okay, so. Uh, and that's not a Kardashian. Oh. Yeah. To Ross Putnam, our, our guest. There's a fuel injected 57. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it truly is. That's a very expensive nice. car. As a matter of fact, I like uh, the wheel my daughter took a picture of a 57 convertible that was on the street where she was, got out of the car, and she took the picture and sent it to me. I said, if that is a real, honest-to-goodness convertible car that is oh, you know, very rare and very expensive at any rate. So Ross Putnam, our guest, and we are going to continue our show after a quick break. In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts available from your favorite podcast source. In Wheel Time Car Show continues right after this quick break. When you're ready to shop Chevrolet, we know one that should be at the top of your list. Bayway. Locally owned by Houston, born and raised Daryl Wisniewski, Bayway brings a sense of family to your Chevrolet buying experience. When you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, you now have a place to go. General Manager Lincoln Stahl guarantees Bayway will beat any competitor's written price on the new vehicle you choose or pay you $1,000. Bayway Chevrolet is located only eight minutes from the Beltway and Highway 288. Whether it's online or in person, you'll be welcomed like one of the family. BaywayChevrolet.com. Tailpipe and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise-in returns Saturday, August 21st at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone is invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy and inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and tacos at Loopy's inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 where you'll see the In Real Time Car Show. Get your ride ready and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in at Loopy's in Katy and Kirby, August 21st, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years, and he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it looking new again? It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call, 832-264-0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.